Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 103. Getting up there. I'm Sean. Joined with me as always, we've got Tony. Yes. And Andy Sweater Weather Off-Road. Thank you. It's I'm excited like, for 103. It just It's like a radio just keeps going. Yeah. <laughs> One to three point something. But, so only like six more episodes and we'll be out of the normal range of FM radio. So. Yeah. You, uh, we'll be AM stations someday. Someday. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but nevertheless, we are here. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you hit that uh, subscribe button. Share with a friend. It helps us out. And uh, check out our entertainment pods and our happy hour pods. But this is our sports pod. So should we get into it, boys? Sports. Um, what sport should we talk about first i think i'll i'll uh, defer oh defer to the padres wearing hat wearing gentleman all right well that's uh, tony by the way for people who aren't in the studio well they heard him speak <laughs> well i mean i guess the one thing we should uh get to that we've been talking about for a while was uh the fact that bryce harper is now on a team it's just true we uh when did he get signed like Wednesday or something. I, I was gonna say Saturday. I don't know why. I'm. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We'll just say yeah. It was Thursday. after our last podcast. Yeah. That's all that matters. And so finally, yes, the big two signs have happened. We already have talked about Machado on the Padres, but now Harper on the Phillies. Yeah, it's gonna help bring a championship back to DC. Yeah, that he was uh, quoted saying, "I'm I'm ready to bring a championship back to DC," which means he wasn't he wasn't really all there yet. That he's uh, hasn't hit him yeah. yet even that he's been that he will not be playing for the Nationals this year as he accidentally said DC instead of Philadelphia. But uh, anyway, there I was hearing some of that. Their over/under win total only went from like eighty-four and a half or something to eighty-nine. So I mean, it did move it, up, but it, it only. But I mean, four games. Yeah. But it's just crazy that you see his contract: thirteen years, three hundred fifty million or three hundred thirty million, three thirty, and it's like he's really only worth four games. They Vegas says. But yeah, one thing though that you have to think about was when Vegas set that total. Did they already assume Harper was maybe going to go there? And then once it was confirmed, yeah. they moved it up a little bit. Like, if he would have signed somewhere else, would their total have maybe even gone down a couple games? Who knows? I think but, so. Uh, so what do you think? Are they winning the division now? Or is that um, or is Bryce Harper a little overrated, do you think? I, I'd like to see what other things they can do. I don't know what their their minor uh, league system's like, if they're going to be able to make a move. The, Bra- the Braves still – they won last year, and they still have um, – Good. In, they still have a great talent. lineup. So I don't. I don't know. You I don't see them taking Acuna, like a big step back. Albies, Freeman. Um, the, the thing with, with with Harper is he's really only had one great season. That's what I was gonna say. Is Harper has been very inconsistent. He's ha- he's shown us that he can have an MVP season. He's shown us he can bat like three twenty, three thirty, whatever, yeah. and hit you know thirty five home runs and drive in one hundred and fifteen. But he's also shown us he can bat two thirty. <laughs> And hit yeah. only like 25, 30 home runs and drive in like 100. So, I mean, it will be interesting to see because I, I mean, it w- wouldn't be surprised if he kind of doesn't do that great. And also, yeah. Philly's a very big sports town. Like, they're only going to give you a little bit of time if you start struggling before they're going to start booing. And Yeah, I think I think a lot of people know that going in with, yeah. with Philadelphia is that you can't let it get to you because they're going to start hating you even if you like to go on a mini slump and yeah. In baseball, there's always going to be like oh, a exactly. two-week span. Of all, of all the sports, baseball is the one I think the most where yeah. you're going to go through slumps. I mean, at the end of the day, you're 
trying to hit a ball being thrown at you at like 90 miles and 95 miles an hour. So, I mean, it's people are going to go through slumps, but we'll see. I mean, he's got the decent hitters around him. Yeah, I mean, remember Philly, would they win like 80 or something? They, I they mean, were, yeah, Philly just struggled in September they had, they last had a good, year. They had yeah, a very – they went into September with a very good shot to win that division. But uh, also, I mean, we're, we also still have to talk about Washington, you know. Yeah, they also uh, might be picking up Kimbrel. It's the rumor today. Okay. So, yeah, they got Corbin. Um, they, they still, still have Trey have, Turner and Rendon. And they still have uh, – well, I mean, Strasburg, Strasburg still, Scherzer's Scherzer, still there. Yeah, so it is still a very good pitching rotation. And then in their lineup, we still have Juan Soto. Yeah. Who's good. Who a lot of people think that he's better. Yeah. Than... And I think that's why almost like Washington was okay losing Harper. And then you've got uh, I they did sign a Brian, Brian Dozier this offseason, which I saw. So that's going to be good for them. Yeah. And then uh, I think they still have Zimmerman and uh, – uh, who the Trey Turner? You just said that, right? Yeah. Trey Turner. So they still have a great team. So they're gonna, they're definitely gonna be in there. I would love to see the Mets make some noise in that division and shake things up, but I just, I don't think they will. I mean, you never know. I mean, they do still have Degrom, Syndergaard. Yeah. You've got Robinson Cano on that team now. If Cespedes can stay healthy, and they do have a couple good young hitters, but I have some uh, other transactions they made. If you remember, I wanted to go through a bunch of the signings. Oh yeah. There's so many of them. I didn't want to do in one episode, but yeah. You know, we throw you out like a few more. Yeah. Let's we'll start with these Mets here. Yeah, here we go. We're gonna right. talk about the division. The Mets also signed uh, Wilson Ramos, two-time All-Star. Ooh, guy one has of been better, kidnapped. Yeah, one of the better <laughs> catching catchers on the market. Only a two-year, nineteen million dollar deal. He was actually on Philly for a little bit last year, and I remember yes. watching a couple games that he played, including I think like his either first or second game with Philly, and he he can still hit. He found the gap a couple times that game, had a couple doubles, and had like five or like five RBIs or so in the game I watched. So that guy can still hit the yeah, ball. Yeah, definitely. Uh, also, they signed Jed Lowry, two-year, twenty million dollar deal. Uh, he actually made the All Star team last year. Yeah, he he could hit in Oakland. He was he, uh, he's he's older. I think he's like thirty four or something now. Yeah, two-year deal, veteran guy should give him good at bats. And then yeah. uh, their last big signing, Yuris Familia, coming back. So they're gonna they, have a good. Back end of the bullpen, because you're going to have yeah. Familia. They got uh, Edwin Diaz from Seattle along with Robinson Cano. So that's been the Mets' biggest problem, I think, over the last couple of years was their bullpen's always been well, a little Familia shaky. got suspended. He was their closer. He's 124 career saves. Yeah, so that's um, what's going to be. And it's funny that they just traded him. It's one of those deals where they traded him to the A's just for the playoff run. And then now and he's he signs back. right back with him. Yeah, so. it'll be uh, – so the Mets, that could help them with at least the back end of the bullpen because they do have starters – that yeah. can go six, seven innings when they pitch, like DeGrom and Syndergaard. So uh, we'll see. I mean, maybe the Mets, if they're – maybe their pitching will finally come through for them and they'll be able to compete in that division. I mean, it's possible that it could come down to that three, four teams compete in that division all the way until September. Yeah. So even though the Phillies probably made the right move – and someone like Harper, who I think I think Bryce Harper loves baseball and will he's not gonna just implode. You know, it's the long term deal, but he's gonna Yeah. He's gonna do it. And that's that's what he said he wanted more than the money was the long term. Also, if I'm not mistaken, he said he chose to not have an opt out. Yes. So that means he's gonna be there the full thirteen years. I mean he they he can accept a trade, I believe. I don't know if he has a no trade, but Yeah. But it's going to be hard to trade that contract at the end, most yeah, likely. Yeah, especially if he's not performing as well. Like if we've got like an Albert Pujols situation here, something yeah. like that. Yeah. 
But uh, is that you got any other good yeah, signings? There's some other uh, signings here. Uh, Lance oh. Lynn had a very rough year. Yeah. Uh, oh, I remember. He ballooned bet- up. I remember betting on some of his overs. <laughs> Yeah, so 477 ERA last yeah. year. He signed with the Rangers, three-year, $30 million. Oh, so I'll tell you what, then. Already people, yeah, already bet his overs. If you see Lance Lynn in a game, bet his overs, especially if it's in Texas. Texas has always been a hitter's park. And that, that Rangers team can put up runs. I remember last year they went on a stretch where they were scoring some yeah. runs, but the only problem is they give up runs. Yeah, it's hard to pitch out there. Um, his Yankees teammate last year, uh, Jay Happ. So they traded for both of them at the trade deadline, and uh, – Lance Lynn was bad, and Hap actually worked out for him, so they're bringing him back. Two-year, $34 million deal. This guy's been around just a solid yeah. guy for quite a while. Um, World Series hero, Nathan Eovaldi. After what he did in that uh, extra innings, was an 18-inning, 19-inning game against the Dodgers where he threw the six shutout relief oh, innings. Yeah. Um, you, knew, you knew they were going to make a push to bring him back, so that he's coming back to the Red Sox, four-year, $48 million. Okay, that's big for them. Yeah. And then uh, a signing that's not not that big, but I I'm always interested in uh, this player, uh, Billy Hamilton. Yeah. He uh, signed with the Royals on a one-year deal. Um, I think he was pretty miserable last year for the Reds, but he's probably the fastest guy in baseball. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's still sixty. He's stolen sixty-five bases per year in his career, and he he's, can't get on base. So he's just one of those guys, and it's always fun to follow those guys. Yeah. So, we'll have more next week. Yes, we will. And we'll there's some, there's some interesting games. Here. I think we'll probably do it maybe the week before. When When is the first game? When is the season opener? I don't know. Usually, I, it seems like they're starting earlier and earlier, but it's like probably March 28th. Yeah, but then the other thing is, I remember a couple of years ago, it's like then they'll randomly throw a uh, throw a game at you in like yeah, Japan. They have the, yeah, international games sometimes. The Dodgers right. were in Australia like oh, three wow. years ago. The 2019 Major League Baseball season will begin on March 20th. That is, is that so a, that's very early. Is that an international one? I don't know. Because that's just like two weeks from now. Yeah, that's a uh, – yeah, I don't know. I don't think it really – Because I know, I know they've done that where it's like five days. They've even come back and like played a spring training game after. Oh, I do remember that, yeah. I think, I think it was when the Dodgers went to Australia and then they came back and played the series against the Angels. Yeah, so I'll try to go to that really quick here. Yeah. See what the okay right here it says that's a uh, Wednesday, March twentieth, and yep, <laughs> the Oakland A's and Seattle Mariners in Tokyo. That's two thirty in the morning. That game will be on ESPN, and that is technically the first game of the season. Yep. And well, then to your to your point, there is spring training games also that day. So let me just skip ahead uh, to one of the other signings because that makes perfect sense. Yusei Kikuchi, he was the top pitcher on the, the market from Japan. He signed with the Mariners. No surprise, the Mariners got a top Japanese guy. And uh, I have to imagine that guy will be pitching in uh, one of those games there. So. Yusei Kikuchi? That's his name. What do I say? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I mean, then. I could be saying it totally wrong. Too. After that, it looks like the season really gets going on Thursday, March 28th. Yeah, so that's when yeah. you can expect. Some exciting games and uh, games all day long, starting as early as 10 a.m. with the Orioles and Yankees. Orioles, that's how you want to start your day. Yeah, that's if you're, uh, I can already Ooh. tell you right now, Yankees just already pound the Yankees minus one and a half, <laughs> minus two and a half, the over probably. Because, yeah. And, uh, yeah. So that'll be, uh, so baseball's right around the corner here. 
the Marlins are really bad, but they've changed their logo this season a little bit, so maybe that will spark something for them. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited. Baseball season's coming. It's a new thing to bet on, which I always enjoy. And, uh, yeah, and speaking of betting, I was going to yeah. – I'm just going to go into it now. I have a little uh, little spiel with college basketball. So anybody that knows me and then anybody maybe that's listened that doesn't know me but has maybe caught on that I, I gamble a fair amount on sports. And uh, college basketball at a stretch for a little bit this year was like the main – it's a big sport going on. Everybody likes to bet on college basketball. So, and I would say of all the sports, I personally think college basketball is the toughest out of like the major sports. You know, I'm not going to go into any other weird stuff, but college basketball to me is the toughest to bet on because basketball is already a very tough sport to bet on because of just runs that always happen. Like we've watched games where it's like, you know, a team's up by eight points with five minutes to go in the period in the quarter. And then at the end of the quarter, that team that was up eight is down five. You know, it just happens all the time. It's basketball is just such a game of runs. And so it makes it tough. And in the last minutes of a game, certain fouls will happen or certain shots that maybe shouldn't have happened happen that are the difference between an over, under, or a spread. So I was just thinking about it because I was like, I went through a horrible stretch this year with college basketball where I don't think I had a winning week for like legitimately like five or six weeks maybe. And it was because mostly all I was betting was college basketball and I'm betting on stupid games. And then you lose a bet and then you're like, oh, I want to chase games. And it's like, oh, San Diego State's playing at 8 p.m. Sure, I'll yeah. try to bet on that game. So it's just like stupid stuff like that. And uh, I decided a couple weeks ago, like, I'm not going to bet college basketball at all. I'm not even going to look at lines. I'm not even going to tempt myself. I'm only going to bet hockey because I actually – I know some hockey, and I was – you know, it's professional sport too, so you don't have to rely on these 18-, 19-year-olds, you know, trying to put a ball in the basket that you have your money on. And sure enough, I ended up winning, I think it was $900 that week or something on NHL. So I was like, this is what I need to do. So yeah. what happened in the next week? I somehow slipped back into college basketball yeah. and I lost again. But anyway, I know I'm dragging this on, but I want to get to my point is like not saying by any means, I was telling Andy this before. I don't think games are fixed. I don't believe in that stuff. I think a lot of people that, I mean, I know games have been fixed before in the past and all those people have gotten in trouble and they've gotten like banned from being able yeah, to play. It was like the Wright brothers. Or yeah. Something. Like it was old time. Yeah. That was when like the mafia was running yeah. stuff and like would go up to these kids. Like I remember one thing with, uh, the guy that uh, Henry Hill, that, uh, as Goodfellas, that movie, yeah. how he made the Boston College team fix games, and he basically told one of the kids, like, oh, hey, you know, it'd be hard to uh, swim in the Boston Harbor with cinder blocks attached to your feet, like shit like that. Like, that's what they would tell these kids. And these are 19-year-old kids, and they basically tell them, like, hey, like they would find these games where a team was favored by, like, 15. Like, let's say Boston College was favored by 15. They'd be like, hey, you guys don't have to lose the game, but just don't win by more than 15. Win, Make sure you only win by 11, and, like, shit like that. And... Eventually yeah. they got caught, and you know, obviously I think they went. To, uh, one of the players I think went to prison for a year or two or something. So I mean, it's a big deal. So I'm not by any means saying I think these games are fixed, but the one thing I will say is I've been a part of some college basketball games this year that have had that BS shot taken with a few seconds left that end a game that I mean make a spread go the different way, and I will say that I think now more than ever because sports betting is becoming so much more popular and like becoming legal. And then you have Instagram accounts like barstool that have a lot of following, especially college kids. They have like a barstool gambling thing and they basically only talk about uh, basketball. So it's like, my point is, is everybody knows most of uh, the time. Now everybody knows the spread. And I mean, you could have kids on teams that 
Maybe their friends are like, hey, yo, I'm taking you plus nine tonight. Yeah. You know, like, let's make sure, like, let's try to cover it. And all of a sudden there's, let's say, Team X is playing Team Y, and Team Y is favored by nine, and they're up by ten. They just scored a basket. They're up by ten with five seconds left. In the NBA, you pass that ball in. You don't even dribble it. You get it, and you throw it to, like, half court. Game's over. You don't even take a shot. You don't give a shit. But in college, a lot of times, these kids will race up the court and throw up a shot. So I just think, like, nowadays more than ever, these kids know the spreads, so they run up there, and they're like, fuck it, I'm going to heave up a shot because I know if I make it, our team will cover the spread, and if I don't, you know, oh, well, at least I tried because it's so easy for a friend to be like, like, if you played for, if one of you guys played for, like, let's say ASU or something, and you guys, and I, you know, we're all in a group chat together, and I'm like, hey, man, you know, let's try to, I'm going to take you guys plus nine tonight, blah, 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 and then it's like, you see you're down 10, and you decide to throw up a three or drive in and take a layup even though the other team's not playing defense it's just like you just see that happening so much more so like i said i'm not saying it's fixed by any means but i'm just saying i think more people are aware of the number nowadays and if it when it's late like that and they take those pointless shots i think they're trying to yeah a little bit but also i think some kids it's just college i've seen kids but that's the other thing though i've seen kids foul down by literally down by seven with like two seconds left and it's just like what are we doing so i mean yeah that's why so I got to a point where I just I what I will do is I probably will obviously bet a little March Madness just because it's what we all do and actually we should probably give a preview about that once those brackets come out I think those brackets will come out a week from this Sunday they probably come out on St. Patrick's Day to be honest um, isn't it usually on a Sunday I feel like it's around then I I feel like it tournament usually starts that weekend or maybe not I show but on I think the calendar I saw it's like the three days after I think it's the yeah 20th. so I think selection yeah. Sunday would be St. Patrick's Day yeah, then that makes sense so we will definitely be giving our previews that Monday. We'll all be filling out brackets, having a good time. Woo! But, uh, and I mean, you know, in that situation, I might throw down a couple future bets, like maybe find a team that's like 50-1 to 1 or 40-1 to 1 that I think maybe has a decent road. Good 11 seed to yeah. make the Final Four. Because there always is. I mean, Loyola Chicago yeah. was the Cinderella story last year. Well, they never win it all, but they... Exactly. They make you uh, make a run. A VCU did it a few years ago. Yeah. Butler actually got there a couple times. But you're right. It seems like they never do win it all. But there is always that team or two that... Yeah. Gets to the Elite Eight, gets somewhere, and it's always exciting. Yeah. But as far as your uh, little problem there, you just gotta you gotta hope you uh, get on both sides of it. You know. Yeah. Those uh bad breaks. It's like well, oh, yeah. there's good breaks too. Oh, and oh, and that's the thing is like I'm not sitting here trying to complain about it by any means because I've what you just said is what I always say. I've been doing this long enough that I've been on the wrong side of games but i've also been on the good side i've had plenty of games i should have won that i lose i've had plenty of games i should have lost that i win so i mean i just know that's how it goes and that's going to happen to everybody but i just found it interesting today because i listen to these barstool guys and i mean they don't know anything crazy but they all lose in college basketball it seems like and then even these professional guys that are making a living off sports betting that are out in vegas they have a podcast that i listen to and even these guys all had like a bad week this week like all their best bets of the week all lost and like they were talking about how like one guy was like oh my best bets of the week for college basketball over the last eight weeks are like three and five so it's like even the pros are losing yeah. so i'm just saying i just personally think college basketball is tougher to bet on now than it has been and i'm also saying i think just i just have a little theory that some of them not all of them but some of those games it's just because i think more people are aware of the number than ever before and i think more college people and younger people are sports betting now than ever before. And I'm just saying I think they're aware of certain things. And maybe those shots that do go get thrown up with 
four seconds left in the game that a team is down by 11, it is yep. because it's a right around the number. The other thing with college basketball that it's strange when you just actually think about it is like that guy who, you know, is the seventh best player on the team who's not going to the NBA. Maybe he just had a really hard chapter in chemistry and he actually needs to pass the class and he's got his mind to something else. <laughs> like we're thinking, you know, all the time of Zion Williamson's and shit like that. Whereas like the majority of people playing there, like actually need to pay attention to their classes. And it's like, they're, they could have been in class six hours earlier than that game. You know? Yeah. Just like, we kind of forget about that. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they're there not are just distractions, but they're 19 year olds with students. a lot of other things. Yeah, and them. especially the ones that, like you just said, like that aren't like yeah. Zion Williamson and R.J. Barrett, that are you know, they're going to the they're going to the league and they don't have to worry about these classes. Who cares? But there are a lot of guys that you know we might I might not go to the NBA or the NBA might not yeah. even be in my sights that I actually have my you know physical or civil engineering degree or whatever they got going yeah. on. So. No, you're absolutely right with that. But uh, also, a little bit of uh, shifting over to, you didn't have any more college, did you? No. no. Shifting over, I just want to go on that little spiel. I really, like I said, I don't really, we won't really talk more about college until the tournament, but wanted to flip over to uh, the pros of basketball and uh, just say that uh, I will finally admit, I think Sean might agree with me here, is that uh, we will not be seeing the Lakers in the playoffs this year, nope. I don't think. I they just lost I was to the always, worst team in the world. I was always very, very optimistic, but if you're going to lose by like 15 points to the Phoenix Suns in a time where you need to beat those teams because your schedule is very difficult, then you don't even belong. And it does look like something's just completely going on. They play the Clippers tonight, which would be nice to gain a game, but uh, what are they right now, four and a half or five and a half on the Clippers? Four, four, and, a half. four and a half beyond the Clippers, but still. There's yeah. also Sacramento in front of them. Yeah. I think even Minnesota's right there with them. Oh, I'm sure Minnesota's passed them now, yeah. It's like there's it's hard to not only just make up those games, but also pass the other people. And here's the problem. Like, it would be cool just to see them in the playoffs, but this is what's going to happen. The only way they're making the playoffs is if somehow the team figures it out a little bit and LeBron goes into freak mode these last, like, 16, yeah. 17 games they have or whatever, and they somehow end it, like, 11-5 and five or something or even 12-4, and four, just go on a ridiculous run, win, like, eight of nine games and – soon or something and then they by the time they get there they're out of gas and then they're going to play most likely golden state and even if it was denver even if denver did shaft that first seed from golden state like houston did from them last year they're gonna they're fucked i mean they're, they're getting you don't trouble. you don't want to play denver tired that's oh a, especially that's a yeah disaster yeah so you need good conditioning there and yeah i don't know did they ever uh, say anything about lonzo is he is he done well i think he... what's going to start happening is if things don't get improved in the next week, I would say they're probably going to shut them down. Yeah. Why, why, why bring them back? Yeah. And then like, like we were just t- talking about earlier today, they've already kind of shut down talks with Carmelo Anthony because they kind of told like both parties kind of said, what's the point? Yeah. Like why I'm not going to come to a team that's not going to make the playoffs. And the Lakers probably figured we're not going to take you if we're not going to the playoffs this late in the season. So it is getting scary. Lakers are starting to fold the towel. And if things don't or throw in the towel, and if things, uh, don't get better in the next week, uh, then I wouldn't be surprised if we get to a point where like LeBron James gets shut down even. Yeah. With like ten games to go and you're like seven out. Like what's the point at that? Yeah. Point? There's, a, there's a lot of games he's played in his career and you got to think. Exactly. You save as much and as you we can. all knew like they knew even this wasn't going to be the season. <coughs> but uh, 
we thought and we know it was supposed to be the next year or two, but uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, they play the yeah. Clippers tonight. I don't know. Uh, I know it's in L.A. Obviously, but I don't know who's actually technically the home team tonight. I don't know either because I think they played one on each. I know so for far. sure it was Clippers last time, but I I almost want to say it's Clippers again though. But it, no, you know what? I think it is Lakers tonight. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Snoop Dogg won't be there after his outburst. Really? Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. You don't really have social media, and by really, I mean you don't at all. He uh, went on a he videotaped himself for like a good minute, two minutes. Uh, it shows Lakers court uh, going uh, off about the Lakers team and how they should literally ship all these guys out, and how he's not how he wants his friends to hit him up because he's gonna sell them his box seats for five dollars for the rest of the year because he doesn't want to go to another game this season, and it's getting ugly. Yeah, well, I think there's just a lot of concern now. Like, what? They were they were more fun la- last year. I will. They were more exciting. There's there's more optimism. I mean, what they won? They won like 38 last year. I will say this: <clears throat> if they don't make the playoffs, I think Luke Walton's gone. Yeah, that's the story today. Was that, oh, was it? Yeah, oh, there you go. There's a story here, also, folks. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but a hundred percent, if they don't make the playoffs, he's for sure gone. I think because it'll get to a point where like, okay, we had LeBron James on our team. We have Kyle Kuzma. We have a decent team. We couldn't even snag an eight seed. Yeah. And then it's like you're going to look at that more. And then LeBron, we already know, is we've heard rumors that he's not very happy with Walton. So it's just going to get to the point where they're going to be like, okay, Luke, sorry, but you're not our guy. And if that does happen, I think Luke Walton will eventually will coach in college somewhere because he's a young guy. I think he would do better with college kids. I I, I think he was too successful. I know it was Golden State, but I think he was 39-1 or something. It was insane. Yeah, but I mean, his, let's his, be honest, Andy. If you were coaching that team, it could have gone. Know, but I'm saying one. that was still, yeah. that was no, the it, no, but best you're right. They ever played it, and it's it was under Luke Walton. Yeah, I know, but it, it is. It's that little peak moment, and then it gets you paid otherwise. Yeah. And then you realize, oh shit, they're not that. It's not as good as we thought. That was the same stuff that happened with Matt Flynn, Brock Osweiler. Uh, I, I think I think he's earned another chance because also I said he, got, well, he did well last I year. I don't think play, uh, coaching in college is horrible. If he coaches at a solid program, I mean, I I could see him it's at a Pac-12 team. Didn't UCLA fire their coach this year? Yeah. I mean, I could see him coaching somewhere I, like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Like I a big would, program. I mean, I could see. Yeah, I could see someone making a run. Bill Walton's only going to let his son coach <laughs> in the Pac-12, the Conference yeah. of Champions. I just think there's um, there's spots for someone like him. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think, I, think I don't even know who the hell is even Cleveland's coach anymore. I was just thinking um, that the other day, and I, oh my god, couldn't even think of it. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't. Either. Who's Orlando's coach? I don't remember. <laughs> Who's Phoenix's coach? Is yeah, it Quiz now? I don't. Yeah, I there's don't a lot of these. like teams I don't know. Memphis? Do they have someone anyone's ever heard of? I don't know. I just think there's a, there's enough there's enough spots for him. But do you, you think the Lakers are actually going to turn around like long term with LeBron? You think? Uh, I mean. There's like so many different routes they can go, but like, let's say they can't get Anthony Davis, and they're not going to get one of these free agents. Would you prefer them to just keep it together, try to get these young guys to get better, or still find them some sort of trade for, you know, packaging Kuzma and Ball and Ingram for something different? Yeah, I mean they're going to need to do something if they don't get people in the off season because what uh, happened this year. Uh, did not work at all. Yeah, you don't want to see this next year. And, I mean, granted, I mean, for what it's worth, LeBron did miss, like, 
what, 15 games or something, 18 yeah, games, I think. So. I think they said they were 6-12 and 12 without him, so I think he missed about yeah. eight, 18 games. If he did play those 18 games, I think that 6-12 and 12 could have been reversed a little bit, and maybe there would be like at least a 4-5 game difference right now of where they're at. But even still, yeah, you're still looking at a 7-8 seed. Yeah. Exactly. Like I'm not sitting here trying to say they would have been like a 3 or 4 seed, but I think they would have been like yeah. a 7 or 8, so I mean. And I know a lot of people have blamed like, oh, well, you saw they got LeBron and then the moves afterwards didn't work out but like what did you expect out of lance stevenson like I, actually lance honestly, has done pretty well though yeah i like, like honestly lance. like i think lance has been the best bright spot like, of well, the what, new people they've got should, they, yeah what what else could they have gotten at that point and like beasley was a minimum guy oh, Beasley. it didn't matter javel mcgee i think has been oh he's been very well actually i would actually argue overall javel actually has been the best because lance yeah. has just had his moments when he comes in yeah. but mcgee's actually from but like both those guys are like low paid like they weren't yeah, they. I guess um, KCP is probably the big disappointment because he yeah. got a bigger, slightly bigger deal. But again, it was like, what? I mean, I don't know what you expected. Like, the yeah. problem was that this young core, which and they also had to sacrifice my favorite player, of the young core, Julius Randle. Yeah. Um, and that seems like they actually didn't need to. Um, they just needed to, they needed to do that in order to have flexibility to get Paul George or someone. And so in the end, they ended up losing Randle for nothing. But. But, like, they took this young core that, like, played hard last year and did better than people thought, added the best player in the world, and they're going to win three yeah. more games or something. It's just How many more, Andy? Three. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe three. What? Isn't there, like, 16 games left? No, I mean, like, three more games than last year. Oh. I thought you were saying In total, three more games this year. <laughs> three and 13. I was like, okay, let's settle down. I don't think it's that bad yet. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I would still. There are some big free agents this summer. Yeah. I would like. I'm still. My biggest thing is I would love Clay Thompson to come here. That's yeah. still my awesome. biggest thing. So I think a lot of people are saying because it looks like Durant is going to go, that Clay will stay because yeah, well, Clay, Clay and Curry will play yeah. the rest of their careers together. Well, where does it? Where are the, the top? Where's the top places they say Durant will end up? The Knicks. Yeah, it's all oh, I hear is New York. Oh, I would actually, honestly, so, I'm not against that. The if Knicks, they were to get Zion also. Well, the Knicks can get Zion Ooh. and. Durant and Kyrie. Oh, okay. I would actually, honestly, that'd be filthy. I was just saying the other day, I like the Knicks. I like the. I've always been like a little fan of like the New York. I would like to see them yeah, rise again in the for East. Like ever. Yeah, I mean they had that one year kind of good with well, Jr. and yeah. Carmelo, and when it was like this team is still trash. Yeah, it really it was, was not really. I don't even remember who else was on that team. It wasn't like what about Tyson Rose? Chandler? Um, yeah. Mm. No, they had was that white guy. Uh, uh, Novak, when Novak would just oh, come yeah. in and fire the threes, and he was like ridiculous, and then he's gone now, yeah. <laughs> never to be seen again. Well, if that does happen, that'd be nice. But the Lakers definitely need to make something happen this summer. What if they got Kyrie? But I think LeBron, Kyrie. Well, here's the thing: is I think because of how bad the Lakers did, the fact that they probably won't make the playoffs is going to make them have even more urgency yeah. this summer to be like, okay, holy shit. We need something. We cannot go back to back years with LeBron James and not make the playoffs. Like we Magic need to Johnson's be. Johnson's gonna be hanging outside a lot of people's houses. Oh yeah, no. Magic Please. Johnson will make something happen this summer. Please, son. Here's my thing. People, I think will Please, still. Southern. People still want to come to LA because you still have LeBron. You're still. Oh yeah, people want to go to LA. Like Kawhi Leonard, he wants to go to LA. Just wants to play for a different team. Yeah, well, that's fine. It, but I'm saying like people will still want to come play for the Lakers. That's it. Probably not gonna make playoffs this year, but. They will make something happen this yeah, summer. Yeah, they're going to make big moves they will in the offseason. Andy, and honestly, if the Lakers don't make the playoffs, which I don't think they're going to, I hope the Clippers 
get matched up with Golden State in the first round because I just want to watch those games with you. Oh, he'll be. A <laughs> it'll be a lot job. of screaming. It'll yeah. be a lot. Hey, Steve of... Ballmer dunked the other day, so. Oh. Yes, he did on the Simpsons episode. Oh, there we go. That's right. he dunked in real life. Oh, did he? Yeah, on a trampoline. But okay. Um, what's he even doing on a trampoline? I don't know. <laughs> Steve well, Ballmer. He's uh, in his sixties, I think. Anyway, I think uh, you said you had something sports you want to talk about, or did you? Yeah, there's a. Some football. Oh, that's right, yeah. So, I mean, this is America, so you got to talk football. I mean, it is America. Yeah. So, uh, a somewhat hilarious story oh, in yes. my mind. I agree. So Jason Witten is, is quitting his job, and everyone's happy about that. Um, he's no longer going to work Monday Night Football. He's going back to the Cowboys. So, the guy who, I'm, I mean, I don't remember his last year with the Cowboys. He probably was not very good. Retired and immediately got a job, like his buddy Romo. But now he's going back. And he's gonna play again. Like it's yeah, maybe like forty. Like what? What does he really expect he's gonna do? Um, clearly, he's not like the smartest guy after listening to him in the booth. But I don't know. Well, that was the thing is he got a lot of backlash with how he wasn't very good on the booth, and especially because yeah. he did Monday Night Football. So everyone's listening to him because it's the only game on that night. It's Monday Night Football. It's always been a big thing. And uh, it was funny because someone actually asked, I guess there was an interview with Steve Smith Sr., I guess now is what you technically have to call him. Yeah. And they asked him, are you going to make a comeback? And he said, no, I'm actually good on TV. (laughs) And it was just pretty funny because it was just such a backhand to Jason Witten. But here's the thing, though. It's like Witten's going to come back. It's like, uh, why? Like, what do you – I mean, are you even going to play for Dallas, like you said? And if you do, like, how much are you going to play? Yeah, like Like, I I watched Antonio Gates this year. And it's still nice when it's like one of your, you know, legendary players is still on the team. But it's like he was basically a prop. Like yeah. he didn't really do anything. And let's be honest, he even got a lot because what Hunter Hen- Hunt. What's yeah? Name? The only reason he got signed in the first place, yeah, Hunter Henry tore his ACL in the. Has Hunter Henry missed like two seasons now, in a row? No. Just one. Yeah. He'll be back. He was back. He, he played. Be. He played against the Patriots. He'll be back again. Just no one remembers because. Uh, was not a good game. <laughs> also, though, even if he played against Patriots, it's still like one of the first games back. It was yeah, yeah. not going to be like how it could have been. But yeah, that is hilarious. And uh, I, I wish him well. Think, yeah, I mean, yeah, of course we wish him well, but I don't think he's going to do shit. Yeah. I, I enjoy um, former Cowboys doing TV. Do you remember Emmett Smith doing TV? Uh, briefly. He was horrendous. He wasn't doing play-by-play, you know, like actual games, but like analysis. He was like, uh, it was kind of like Wrecking Ball, where just, <laughs> just a, a bunch of words coming out that don't really belong together. <laughs> but sometimes you'd get the meaning, and it'd be like, I know what you're getting at, but it, that was hilarious the way it came out. And uh, James, what's his name? Jason Witten had uh, a number of those moments this year. Yeah, yeah. And uh, well, what's interesting now is now who's gonna do Monday Night Football? Just Booger McFarland by himself. <laughs> Just in his tank. Who even who even was the other guy doing it with Witten? I just remember getting a lot of back, hearing a lot of backlash on Monday Night Football. I think it's like Joe Tessitore. Yeah, his pe- name? people just yeah. didn't like it. And I yeah, think it's because that guy I think, was weird. Because I think Gruden off. did do a good job with uh, what he was with Mike Tirico for a while, yeah. and then who was he with the last time? Um, Sean McDonough, who like quit football altogether. Okay, this is like college basketball. I yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's a good job. It seems like. They have a lot of problems. Remember, they had Kornheiser for one year. Yeah, like yeah. That. They they haven't figured that out. They had they had with, yeah, Gruden and Tarico, which I wasn't a fan of Gruden, but like that definitely worked. It was definitely than... the best they've had over the last 
few yeah. years since. Uh, who even was the main people that did Monday Night Football before? Because once they left, it's Madden right and Michaels, I believe, did it. Who? Madden and Michaels did it in like the uh, late 90s. I know that, but I'm saying like, I feel like it got to a point where was it when they switched? No, because ABC and ESPN are owned together. So I mean, it, it, they it, did. They did switch at one point. It used to be. ABC, ABC used to be Monday Night Football. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, ABC and ESPN are owned the same. So I was going to say, yeah. I thought maybe when they switched networks is when they got different people. But I feel like somebody was doing Monday Night Football, and then after well, so that... Was, Al Michaels did it, and then he when okay. they got Sunday Night Football. Well, Sunday Night that, Football has become, uh, uh, has become like the new Monday Night Football. Like 15 years ago, Monday Night Football was the big thing, and Sunday Night Football was kind of whatever. Now it's all yeah, they got Because they got Michaels to do it, so. I'm actually looking right now is the list of the Well, they had Dennis Miller way back for one year, too. Oh, so Al Michaels did still do Monday Night Football until 2005. Yeah. And then, yeah, John Madden did 2005 still, and then... All right. Well, so uh, anything else? Um, Super Bowl hero Nick Foles uh, might have found his next spot. Oh, yeah, it looks like he uh, might be going to uh, uh, the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. What do you think of that? Do you like that? I think he's going to have the same problem that Blake Bortles had, and that team doesn't have receivers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know they did guys get hurt, but, like, they lost uh, Robinson and Hearns, and then Marquise Lee, their best receiver left, got hurt right away. So. But I, I don't – the offseason really hasn't started yet. You don't know what – who's getting replaced, who's going to be there new. Um, but I'm still not a huge believer in Nick Foles. I think it was just a magical run. It's been a long, magical run. Yeah. I mean, what, this year, even though they like won some of those games at the end, I think it wasn't great. So he's, he's, he's better than Bortles. And if that defense plays like 90% of what they were two years ago – then they they'll they're not gonna win four games again. But no, not a I. You need a better offensive system. You need better weapons for Nick Foles to actually be a. Yeah, no, I agree. Especially when you start getting a little older and stuff, it does help to have the weapons. Yeah. I mean, only there's only a select few quarterbacks that really, vice versa, and make those receivers become weapons because yeah. of how good a quarterbacks they are. And obviously Brady's one of those. I think Drew Brees is one of those. Peyton Manning is one of those. It's also just the coaching. Like. Oh yeah, people system. play better in certain systems, of course. That's in every. I don't, I don't think I don't know who Jacksonville's offensive coaches are if they have any. Yeah. Plan. Well, yeah, it's only a short like thirty weeks away, and we'll have. Also, I saw, really quickly because I've been seeing this little rumor was uh, Le'Veon Bell going to the Chiefs. Let me ask you: if if Le'Veon Bell were to go to the Chiefs, would the Chiefs break the NFL? I mean, I can't imagine Mahomes, Le'Veon Bell yeah, together, be very Tyreek Hill, because that that would really help their like short yardage stuff. I mean, not not that Le'Veon's a short yardage back, but just all the like eight yard catches he gets, where it's like you've got these guys who can get these big fifty yard bombs, but then have throw underneath Le'Veon Bell. Like, yeah, that's. I don't I don't see how they do that. I know they're gonna. They're probably gonna cut Justin Houston. I saw that, so they have some more financial flexibility. But Le'Veon Bell seemed to want the money. I would be very surprised if he decided, "Oh fuck it, I'll just play for this team." And 
Yeah, for I, less money. I don't know what's going to end up happening with him because it's, it's clear he could give a shit about winning. He just wants money. And then Antonio Brown came out and had a quote the other day basically saying he's like, I could quit at any time. I don't need football. <laughs> and I told you, yeah. you guys all got to listen to the podcast if you haven't. If you're listening to this one a few podcasts ago when I went on a rant about Antonio Brown, how he's going to how he's selling out and blah, blah, blah. Quotes like that prove it for me. How he's like, I don't need football. He's like, I found Hollywood. I bleached my mustache. Blonde. <laughs> I think always bleach. I am crazy. <laughs> Some people are crazy, and you should feel bad for them. Don't mock them. Yeah, Tony. Okay. <laughs> you don't know what he's going through. No, you're right. I mean, he did beat the shit out of his girlfriend and then like did an get, a, like, a DUI. So he a probably is going situation stuff. or something. Yeah. Well, it's a rough then life. I'm sorry, Antonio Brown, if I offended you. <laughs> but thanks for listening. Yeah, he'll write in. Come on the pod. I wouldn't allow him. <laughs> oh, wow. My bad. I just hit the mic. I did it that time. Alrighty, well. Anyone else you want to ban from the podcast? You're talking to yourself there, Andy? <laughs> You've uh, banned the most people from this pod. I don't know if that's true at all, but... Okay. Well, is that all we have for sports? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. It's been solid, uh, straight to the point. I, I like it. You've been listening to episode 103 of the Tony's Take podcast. Before we forbid you adieu, I was going to say forbid, but before yeah. we bid you adieu... We forbid Antonio Brown from the podcast. Yeah. But. This whole podcast has been brought to you by Simple Dog, the leash that is quicker and easier, and it works with your dog's current car, uh, collar or harness for a limited. Works with a car too. In a car, it could tow a, could tow a car. I saw that on their Instagram page. For a limited time, Tony's Take listeners, that's you guys. You get twenty five percent off and free shipping when you use promo code Tony, and that's spelled T O N Y. I'll tell you why, Andy. Uh, head to simpledoggy.com and use promo code Tony for 25% off and free shipping. It's the dog leash you've been waiting for. But all right, you've been listening to episode 103, like I said. I'm Sean. Joined with me, we had Off-Road Andy. Thank you. And Tony the Pony Cats. Yep. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, check out our entertainment pods. We'll see you later.